Coming up on today's Locked On Senators, it's game day. The Sens are heading into the eye of the storm in Carolina to take on the Hurricanes. And they're bringing a shark with them. Igor Sokolov is finally coming up to the NHL and fired up to see where he ends up on the lines. Sharknado coming up down <laughs> in Rally tonight. We'll have all that and more. And it's brought to you by new sponsor alert, Woo. Game Time. Download the Game Time app. Create an account and use code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first purchase. That's last-minute tickets to your favorite events on the GameTime app. Use code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first purchase. This is the Locked On Senators podcast. It's your team every day. Your Locked On Senators, your daily podcast on the Ottawa Senators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I'm Jake Sanderson, and you're listening to Locked On Senators Podcast. I'm Tim Stützle, and you're listening to the Locked On Senators Podcast. Welcome inside episode 770 of the Locked On Senators Podcast. I'm Ross Levitan on the outskirts of enemy territory in Winnipeg, Manitoba. Alongside Brandon Pillar up in the Blue Mountains, please like and subscribe wherever you download your podcasts, including on YouTube. Today is Tuesday, April 4th in Pilsy. How are you celebrating the back-to-back 1920 and 1921 Ottawa Senators Stanley Cup champions? What an anniversary. Well, Ross, I remember it like it was yesterday. I mean, it just it seems so soon soon that this happened and I'm still hung over from the celebrations of the early 1900s back to back Stanley Cup champion Ottawa Senators. And look at these beauties, Ross, you you named some of these guys to me and they are exactly what you would think they would be. Do you think that Trivia master and friend of the show, Ian Mendez, could name these people just through these photos? I mean, if he calls himself a true Sens reporter, I would hope so. <laughs> so what are we? We're a professional uh, podcast. That's what we are. Yeah. <laughs> uh, side Denony, by the way, the leading scorer of that 1921 team. 39 points in 24 games. Yeah, not a disher, Pilsy. 34 goals in 24 games that year. Yeah, that's uh, that's for sure not a disher. And how about our guy Buck Boucher? Buck Boucher. That's an all-time name. We got to bring back names like that. A new nickname alert for Tyler Boucher? Buck. Young Buck? Young Buck? <laughs> I like it. I like it. Hey, all right. Just a little fun to start because the Stanley Cup now, 102 years later, is not coming to Ottawa. I can promise you that this year. But the team they're playing tonight... They've got a good shot, despite a very unfortunate injury to the second overall pick from Brady Kachuk's draft year. Andrei Svechnikov out with the torn ACL knee. Knee injury is how we'll say it. But unfortunately, he's out for the rest of the year. They don't have a single point per game player, but they do have a ton of talent. So we're going to get into that next segment, go through their lines and just what is making them so successful this season and is there a template somewhere in there that the senators could follow all that's coming up but pilsy you hit it on it in the intro igor sokolov finally gets his first call up of the season he's been from day one till today belleville's leading scorer it's about time he gets a look in the nhl 
Yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those things where I think maybe they were trying to wait till he rounded out his game a little bit more, and then they didn't want to bring him up just for a quick one, two-game stint and then have him back down. I guess now is the right time in Pierre Dorian's mind uh, that Igor should come up. I wish they would have done it earlier, especially with how much that bottom six struggled to score all season long, Ross. And when you're putting guys like Gambrell, Patrick Brown in uh, night in and night out, I really think it was clear that Igor Sokolov deserved a chance and he's going to get a chance here. But where will he play on this roster is, I think, the intriguing part of this story. The Ottawa Senators morning skate is set for 15 minutes from right now as we're recording the start of the show, timing it so that the third segment We'll get an immediate reaction to the Sens lines. One last note, Pilsy. I got to go back to 1921 just for one second. Okay, let's head back, yeah. Because you know Liam McGuire, Ottawa kind of statistician. He would be able to name each guy name by name. Loves the trivia of the game. 1920-1921, back-to-back Stanley Cups. Woo! The same player got the cup winner in both years, Jack Dara. He's the first and one of only two players in league history. To do that. The other, Mike Bossy. I was going to say, there's a player that scored back-to-back Stanley Cup winning goals other than him? Wow. I mean, Bossy was an absolute legend. Yeah, 1982-83. All right, enough of the history lessons. Now let's look to the future. 2020 vision. That draft just keeps on giving. Yeah. We'll get to where Igor is going to play. I, I tweeted out at Send Central. I said, let's see him with Timmy and Brady on the top line. Just put him in a position to succeed. I felt like I was banging my head against the wall last season when they kept playing him with Dylan Gambrell on the fourth line. That's not how you're going to get the most out of a sniper, a shooter like Igor Sokolov. Get Timmy to find him in the right spots. That'd be nice. He played well when I went to and broadcasted the game here in Manitoba. Ridley was on a line with Igor. Those two had some good chemistry. Could that be a fit? Maybe with a little speed on the other wing. Maybe a Matthew Joseph, Ridley, Greg, Igor Sokolov line. But, I mean, my hope, and we saw against Columbus, they put Batherson down on that line with Greg and with Joseph. So that had Dylan Gambrell playing in the top six. So, my goodness, there's a right wing position in the top six open but yeah. in, why not? What What's the worst that could happen? I mean, in Dylan Gambrell's defense, he did score a goal in that game. Not a big deal. Um, Sends are winless in games when Dylan Gambrell scores. <laughs> that's true. That's tough if you're Dylan. Um, Ross, I, I my mindset's a little different than yours. I don't have him playing on the top line. Um, yeah, sorry. I, I just friend of the show. Can you not? We're talking about putting him in positions to succeed. I'm going to get there. Don't you worry. Because if he's on the top line, sure, he's playing with the best players in Tim Stutzel and Brady Kachuk. But he's also going up against the best players on the opposition. I don't really love the idea of having Ridley Gregg and Igor Sokolov together, two rookies. Or Well, yeah, Igor's still a rookie. Um, I feel like that's a little bit tough up against a second-line competition. I got him on the third line with Pinto and Matthew Joseph because I think someone needs to get Matthew Joseph going. That's been a big part of this story is the bottom six needs to get some scoring. And I think a line, so have Matthew Joseph on the left, Shane Pinto in the center, and then Igor Sokolov on the right. I feel like Igor is going to get enough opportunities there. He's going to be playing up against competition that won't be overwhelming for him. Shane Pinto is a guy that can play a bit of a two-way center style. He can dish it to either of those guys, and they can bring it up the wing. And 
A lot of people on Twitter maybe still have this idea that Igor is just a slow, heavy shot kind of player. No, I think maybe that's that was his profile when he was first drafted. And I think even Igor would admit that that was probably very true. His skating was a weaker part of his game. But man, he's put the work in. And if you've watched him play at all in Belleville this year, you're not seeing those cement boots out there. He's a much better skater than he was when he first came to the AHL. So I don't think skating's an issue anymore. I think now he's at a point where he's not just a heavy shot either. He can set guys up. His hockey IQ is so much better. His defensive game has gotten better. He's uh, gotten in great shape this season. So I would love to see him on that third line with Matthew Joseph and Shane Pinto. That's where I got him. And if he impresses, maybe he can ditch that linebacker, number 75, I expect him to be wearing again tonight. Maybe that number 13 that looks so good on him down in Belleville. It's available. Zach Sanford left it vacant. So um, that's something to keep your eye on for you number nerds out there like myself. But with Igor, yeah, just... Play a simple game, but don't be afraid to shoot the puck would be my advice to him because that you you want to show off your A-plus asset, and clearly for Igor, that's shooting the puck. So don't try to look off. I know it's easier said than done when you have these guys. If it is a Timmy or someone, you're like, get him the puck, get him the puck. He'll do everything. No, have confidence in your own shot and make sure that you're using it to the best of and your ability. Before we move on from Igor, Ross, the reason I have him on that third line too is – yeah, obviously it would be great to get him with Timmy and uh, Brady or even get him on a line with Debrinket and Giroux and try to mix things up there. But isn't this an open audition for a third-line wing position on this team? Like, ideally, you're going to have Batherson up on that second line. I think that makes more sense, uh, unless Dylan Gambrell uh, really pushes him for that spot. But the thing is... This is audition season, so I don't want to see Igor Sokolov being put in a position where he's not going to end up, where you don't need him in a long-term spot. So I want to see. Like Pinto and Joseph, those guys are pretty much locked in as your third-line players. Can he complete that line, and can he operate in a, at a spot and support those guys in a way you want to see him? So that's why I'm so focused on getting him on that third line, because that's, I think... The ideal spot. Like you mentioned, we cannot have him playing seven minutes a night on the fourth line with Castle and Watson. That's just a waste of time for him. But also, the top six might be a little overwhelming, and that's not ultimately where you want him to end up, in my opinion. So get him on that third line. Let's see how it goes. I like that. Fair, fair, fair. So coming up next, we're going to get into a team that's already figured out their third. Hell, they even have first-round talent on their fourth line right now, the Carolina Hurricanes. I also want to ask Pilsy, now that the Sens are all but officially eliminated, and you go check out yesterday's Locked On Senators for, um, what, a premature eulogy, we could call that yesterday, Pils? A little bit, yeah, a little bit. So now that that's kind of an acceptance from us here at Locked On Senators, who do you want to see in those two wildcard spots? Are there teams you don't want to see? I'm going to ask Pilsy that, and then we'll turn our attention to Sen's Morning Skate coming up in minutes. You're listening to Locked On Senators. And today's episode is brought to you by our new sponsor. You already heard about it. Here it is right now. It's game time, Ross. I am absolutely fired up to have a ticket partner for us because we love going to games. And Ross, picture this. Back when we were both living in Toronto, it's a beautiful summer day. We're saying, hey, we're both off work. We got nothing to do. The pod's already done. It looks like the the roof's going to be open for the Jays game. 
ah, but we don't have tickets. We need tickets. Well, we wouldn't have to stress if we had game time because buying your tickets to favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all, not just only sports. You got music, comedy, and theater. So lots of entertainment options with killer deals on last minute tickets and their best price guaranteed. Game ticket, game time, sorry, is the place for last minute ticket deals. Forget planning months in the head. Ross and I aren't really big planners, so that's key. We can just decide to go to the game and go. You get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. The game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. That's what it all comes down to. And if you find tickets in the same selection and row for less, Game time will credit you 110% of the difference. That's how certain they are. And I know you love this, Ross. Get images of your seats before you buy. So you can see, oh, this looks like a great seat at a great price. Uh, there's a poll right in front of you that you got to deal with. No, you can find out exactly what view you're going to have in a matter of seconds. Tickets are sent directly to your phone, so you never have to dig through email or print anything. So right now, Right now, download the Game Time app and create an account and use code Locked On NHL for twenty bucks off your purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account, redeem code Locked On NHL for twenty bucks off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Today's episode is also brought to you by the Glebe Central Pub. The Glebe Central Pub is the home for all things beautiful. In the Glebe, right in the heart of it, at 779 Bank Street. And when you go, let them know the Locked On Senators sent you not only for the tasty food, cold drinks, and open mic night, and comedy night, all of it. Battle bots. They've got all sorts of fun events at the Glebe Central Pub, but they also have the Senators Shuttle. And they are operating for each of the final games of the season. For $15, you will get a round trip leaving from the Glebe Central Pub, 779 Bank Street, Right before the game, one hour before the game. They'll get you there right on time. And then uh, 10 minutes after, they take you right back to the Glebe Central Pub. That's $15 round trip. So head there early, get some food India, feel good, no responsibility, all fun, all at the Glebe Central Pub. So head there today at the Glebe Central Pub. We love our friends at the Glebe Central Pub. Check them out, the Glebe Central Pub, 779 Bank Street. And oh yeah, let them know that Locked On Senators sent you. All right, Pilsy. One more note about Igor Sokolov. He's an RFA after this season. So don't you want to know what you have? I think these next five games would be Big great time. to get him. Get him into all of them. Get him into all of them. Yeah, I'm of course. And people saying Belleville playoff run? Yeah. I mean, there is still a chance, Ross. It, like, the play-in game confused me again because I looked at the standings and I was like, oh, they cannot catch uh, Rochester. But then Laval is within reach, but I don't know. I think I still think it's going to be tough here. And we know Igor can play well at the AHL level. It's time to know what you have yes, in this player exactly. at the NHL level. Now, man, what makes Carolina so successful? Because it feels like they're just such a powerhouse year after year. Depth, like I think it's as simple as that. Like, with especially with Noah Svechnikov, this team you mentioned it, Ross, earlier. They don't have a point per game guy. They don't have that bona fide superstar that can just take over a game. 
but they can roll four lines. They have, in in my mind, one of the best decors in the league. Each decor partnering has a yin and a yang guy, an offensive guy and a defensive guy. Brent Burns, I think a lot of people thought he was done, but he's having an awesome season. And then the depth even goes down to the goaltending. I wouldn't say they have a bona fide number one starter either, but they have two really good guys that as a tandem, Freddie Leem as your 1A guy and then Antti Ranta as your 1B guy, they're able to get it done in the regular season. So I think overall, when you look at this Carolina Hurricanes team, the fact that they have this much depth and then mix that with one of the best coaches of this generation in Rod Brindamore and you've got a recipe for success. I'm just thinking of a Carolina Hurricanes fan turning our show on today for the first time being like, Freddie Laleem, what the hell are these guys smoking? They don't know puck. <laughs> Whoa, hey, we just covered the 1920s back-to-back Stanley Cup champions. We know puck. Uh, for those who are, are curious, it's due to his Game 7 uh, blunders in Toronto year after year, Freddie Laleem. <laughs> And like good regular season numbers, like great, he's, right. and still he's, great playoff numbers. Like yeah. Matt put up great playoff numbers. He back, did back shutouts against Philly, but it was just bad gaffes at the worst times. But right. Ross, all I can think of is this is a wild thing as a goalie reaching over oh. your body with oh. your glove to try to catch a low blocker save from was it Joe Newendike, right? Yeah. Yeah, and back then, blockers were like half the size of the net. Just use it. Yeah. Crazy. Um, all right, let's see how the Carolina Hurricanes are set to line up. These lines are from yesterday, so if they do our, uh, get updated, our apologies. We've got a sense abroad on there and more. I'll start at the top. Sebastian Ajo is in between Jordan Martinuk and Martin Nikesh on the first line. We've got Jesperi Kotkaniemi centering Stefan Nason and Yessi Pugliarvi. The third line is Jordan Stahl between Jack Drury, yes, the son of Chris Drury, still trying to get up after that Chris Neal hit. That's a story for another day. And Jesper Fast on the right side. And the fourth line, we've got the old and the young. We've got Paul Stastny, don't call him Peter, between Derek Stepan and Seth Jarvis on defense. Jacob, Jacob Slavin with Brent Burns, Brady Shea with Brett Pesci, and Shane Gostisbehere with Jared Jalen Chatfield in goal. We've got Freddie Anderson and Antti Ranta. The Carolina Hurricanes are 49-18-9 and on the season, 5-4-1 and in their last 10, currently on a two-game win streak. Yeah, this team is uh, pretty much set for playoffs. Now, I know uh, Tara Vinen was day-to-day. He had an illness, so we'll see if he gets back into the lineup. He makes a big difference for the squad, but overall, Like, Ross, look at these lines. Like, each line has kind of, I mean, DJ Smith would love this. They have their worker players, and then they have their skill guys. Like, even all the way down to the bottom, uh, the fourth line there, there's a good mix of veterans and rookies and young guys on this team. So, any way you slice it, this is a tough team to go up against, and they've got a lot to prove. I feel like the Carolina Hurricanes for the last, what, Five years has been everyone's dark horse. Like, ooh, look out for the Hurricanes, look out for the Hurricanes, and... Now they're trying to get past that. They don't want to be the dark horse anymore. They want to be just your regular Stanley Cup contending horse. So I think they're really trying to prove that they can get it done, but they're going to have a tough task ahead of them in the playoffs in this Eastern Conference. 
Yeah, long gone are the days where it was either they got to the finals or they were missing the playoffs. Get this. In 02, they made it to the Stanley Cup final, lost to one of the greatest teams of all time in the Detroit Red Wings. Then they miss-miss. Then after the lockout, they won the Stanley Cup. Then Against the Oilers, yep. Yes, then they miss-miss. Then they, they lose in the conference finals in 09. Then they miss for 10 years straight. And when they get back, yeah, you guessed it. They made it to the conference finals and lost there. Yeah, I remember um, when the they beat the Edmonton Oilers in the finals. The next year, someone can fact check this for me, but I remember the stat being said, and I was amazed by it. That was the first year where both teams that were in the Stanley Cup finals missed the playoffs the next year. It was the first time ever that that happened. So that was wild. And that's what the lockout was supposed to do is create uh, parody in the league. So I, I guess you could say that was a success. Yeah, I guess so. Except those damn ducks made uh, 07 playoffs, not as memorable as it could have been. Who's your lookout player on this team today? My lookout player is going to be Jesse Pugliarvi. Uh, I think this is a reclamation project that he's the perfect guy to go to the Carolina Hurricanes. Like the Carolina Hurricanes, they love using advanced analytics and finding guys that they can get on good deals that will outperform their contracts. Like think of a Tony D'Angelo. Like that was a perfect example of a guy that they knew they could get him on a cheap deal and they knew that he would have a big impact on that team. Uh, So he's put in a position to succeed here with uh, Sens abroad, Stefan Nason, and then every Sens players uh, or fans favorite former Montreal Canadian Kakaniemi and I'm pretty sure, Ross, you probably remember this better than me. Didn't Kokinemi and Pugliarvi play together on Finnish World Juniors, or were they separate years? They would have been separate years by one, I think. Because Pugliarvi played with Sebastian Ajo. It was okay, I knew him. there was a Finnish connection on this team somewhere. Yeah, it was Ajo. And then the third player on that line was Laine. It was a pretty sick line. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. So we'll see if they can create some sort of Finnish connection on that second line, but... He's a big body, and he's someone that uh, I believe the Senators were taking a good look at. And Sens fans kind of hummed and hawed if he was right for them. I don't. I don't think it would have worked out. I'm glad they didn't go that route. But I'm going to be looking out for uh, Pugliarvi here to see if a new environment really helped him because he made it clear he was he was done in Edmonton. It just what that was not a marriage that was working. So he's he's got a new team. Let's see how it goes. We will see tonight. My lookout player is Brent Burns, the reclamation project of the year as well. Brent Burns. He was he was just looking awful in San Jose his last season there. And it just felt weird when they went out and got Eric Carlson. And it was, it was like, so weird. Isn't this what Brent Burns does on a night in, night out basis for you is push the offense, maybe defense optional some nights. But he seems to have settled in. And what a perfect partner for him to play with in uh, in Jacob Slavin, just the most steady, reliable defenseman in the National Hockey League. And get this, Brent Burns has more than a point per game against one team in the NHL in his career. Yeah, the Ottawa Senators. 23 points in 22 games for Brent Burns against Ottawa. So I'll be looking out for him tonight. Yeah, fair. And I mean, he's a guy that when he's on the ice, it's pretty hard to miss. He is an absolute beast out there. What makes the Carolina Hurricanes successful? Pilsy says depth. I'm just going to say the fact that defensively, they never take a second off. Watch tonight, and I noticed at the last game when Carolina shut out Ottawa, what was it, three weeks ago in Carolina, every time the Senator gets the puck, they're hard on the stick. It's almost a slash, but not quite. 
They play under their coach's personality of how he played the game. Hard, through guys, defensively responsible. And that's why they're able to get away with having kind of grinders on every line with Jordan Martin playing on the top line right now. So I'll be interested to watch that tonight. Coming up on the other side, we're going to get into the standings quickly as we wait the Senators' lines. They're stepping out on the ice right now for morning skates. So we'll have a starting goalie, hopefully. Maybe it's DJ Smith, so probably not. We'll be able to read between the tea leaves, but we will tell you where Igor Sokolov is playing. That's all coming up. You're listening to Locked On Senators. Today is also brought to you by our friends over at Build Bar. Are you looking for a delicious treat but don't want all the fat and calories? You gotta try Built Bar. They're the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. I love Built Bar because they find a way to make their bars taste great and then they tinker around with making them healthy. Perfect example of that is Built Bar Puffs. It's a marshmallow wrapped in chocolate. Yeah, that doesn't sound like a healthy uh, bar, but it's a protein-infused marshmallow. That's what they do. You got to go to Built.com to check out all the flavors. I'm going there right now. And, oh, nice. I'm stoked for this one, Ross. They are bringing back Built Puff Snickerdoodle Chunk Bar. Now, Snickerdoodle, that's probably one of my favorite cookies. One of the, the most beloved cookies there are. And now you can get it in a protein bar that's only 160 uh, calories and there's eight, only 8 grams of sugar, 15 grams of protein, and it is delicious. So don't just take my word for it. Go to Built.com and get the Snickerdoodle Cookie Built Bar Puff as well. But get all the flavors. Get a mix box. There's so many good ones. Cookies and cream, double chocolate, coconut puffs, brownie batter, whatever you like, they got it. Go to built.com, use promo code LOCKEDON15 to get 15% off your next order. One more time, guys, built.com, promo code LOCKEDON15 for 15% off. It's Built Bar, the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. All right, Pilsy. I was going to ask you about the standings, who you don't want to see in. I'll ask you briefly, but the people need to know, yourself included, that Levy Marilinen is in the starter's end at the morning skate. Yes, I love that. Like, we just talked about it with Igor Sokolov. Why not see what you got? You know what you got in Cam Talbot. We've seen what we got in Cam Talbot the last couple of games. That's an expiring contract that the Sens will not be handing out $5 million to keep around. So what do we got in Levy? I mean, he's already made a mockery of the AHL 41 save shutout in his debut. Ho-hum. He's never let a goal in in that league. So keep it rolling in the, in the NHL. That's what I love to see, Ross. Play the hot hand. I love it. I'm so excited. And this is a tough test for him, right? Going up and, and it's not a dip your toe type situation, but I think that's almost for the best. Like what, what would be a successful night to you for Levy Marilina? Uh, honestly, anything other than a meltdown, like Cam Talbot has just been melting down here. Uh, Mad Sogard, unfortunately. And now I know he was sick, so that had something to do with it, but he didn't have a great game up against the Leafs. Um, so, I'm really just looking for Levy Marilinen to just be a steady presence in there. Now, it's tough when you look at all the other goalies that in their first games of the the year in the NHL, they had success. You look at Matt Sogard, Kevin Mandelay, Dylan Ferguson. So he's got a, he's a tough act to follow those three. But 
I'm confident in Levy and I'm excited to see what he can do at the NHL level. I'm stoked that they've decided to do this because I think all Sens fans would have collectively groaned if we were to see Cam Talbot start again after the last couple efforts here. Oh, well, you could tell the way that the coach spoke about it after yeah. the game, right? That uh, they weren't happy with with that overtime goal, despite it was an awful giveaway. There's no question by by Timmy. And I'm expecting Timmy to, to come out tonight and, and kind of make up for that in a sense. I think he's going to have a big game. The team knows they just got shut out in Carolina last time too. So I really do think there's going to be a bit of that. And I have been kind of batting it around right now because behind the scenes, yes, the hardest working producer in the business has been getting the lines ready because I want everyone to see it to believe it. Pillsy was on the right track, but yep. we've got one change down the middle. The lines at Morning Skate. Tim Stutzla between Brady Kachuk and Drake Batherson. The second line, Ridley Gregg is up on the second line in a familiar spot where he started his NHL career between Alex DeBrinkett and Claude Giroux, leaving, you guessed it, Shane Pinto between Matthew Joseph and Igor Sokolov. The fourth line is Mark Kastelik between Patrick Brown and Austin Watson. On defense, Sanderson with Zub. Brandstrom with, oh man, see, I didn't update the D. All good. We've got uh, <laughs> Brandstrom. Who's he playing with right now? Damn it. Yeah, before you give yourself a pat on the back, producer Ross, uh, maybe double check that you got the lines here. <laughs> no. JBD. I love the effort, though. I love it. I love it's it. JBD back there. You know me. Yes, JBD. Damn it. Who's your lockdown player tonight? <laughs> uh, you know what? Hmm. Is there anyone notable to follow for this game? Oh, yeah. It's Igor Sokolov, the shark. I hope he's smelling blood in the water. I hope he gets an opportunity to play on the second power play. Ross, this is exactly how I wanted the lines drawn up. It seems good to me. I like this. I like where Sokolov is. I love the decor when you get uh, JBD playing in there instead of Travis Hamanick. And Mayor and starting this game, I was sad and down bad after that loss to Columbus. But at least we've got some fun storylines to follow here. And I'm stoked for this game, Ross. This oh, is a fun lineup here. This is a very fun lineup. And Pilsy, if people are watching on YouTube... Bang! Look at that. Everything is all good. Like it never happened. Look how small I had to make the font on the injured list. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's insane. Like, get the telescope out trying to find that one. Wow. I think my locked-on player is an even easier call than you. Of course, it's in the crease for a goalie-friendly show. Like, How can you not be locked on to Levy Merrillainen? If you want to see his body of work from his first AHL game, we tweeted that out at Send Central. And for you Instagram people out there, we also posted it there. You can check that out, LockedOn.Senator. So smooth, so calm, so like fluid in the net. And we mentioned that, we got a uh, we got a message from one of his Belleville teammates saying the guy doesn't have a pulse. So just watch that tonight. Just being able to to manage situations very well. But I'm going to do a bonus lockdown player for Ooh. Tim Stutzla for those same reasons. I'm going all umlat today, Pilsy, as we saw <laughs> rocking the umlat on the A in his last name. But I really think that he has been been stewing over that mistake from Sunday night. Stutzling over that mistake, but I, I really think that he's going to be uh, a plus tonight for him. I still don't know if it's going to be enough to win, but I think he's going to have a good game tonight. Ross Brandon Pillar, not a doctor, but this guy doesn't have a pulse. He's probably get that looked at. <laughs> <I can't tell. laughs> 
His pulse runs right through his sternum. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. All, right, all right, Pilsy. Final thoughts on today's show. As you mentioned, it's fun. It might yeah. be meaningless in a sense, but it's fun. Yeah. And you know what? The sense aren't mathematically eliminated yet. I'm I, throwing. Uh, <laughs> that's, yeah. me, that's me censoring you. I was going to say, wow, game time just shutting us off here. <laughs> if you're watching on YouTube, the game time <laughs> graphic is completely covering the screen here that's okay it's nicer than our ugly mugs anyway shout out our new sponsor game time um but yeah i I, they're not mathematically eliminated ross anything can happen levy marilinen is here the hamburglar run i know it was 20 plus games but maybe seven games you get a little a mini burger a, a junior hamburglar run here and Maybe you get some magic going i know i'm talking crazy i'm just excited to see soklov and marilinen maybe that's why but I've found new newfound joy, Ross. That happened quickly. I was, I was, it was um, pessimistic Pillsy yesterday. It's back to positive Pillsy here as I'm stoked for these young players. And shout out the 2020 NHL draft for your Ottawa Senators. Like we're looking at Tim Stutzla. It, these are all in the lineup. Tim Stutzla, Jake Sanderson, Ridley Gregg, Igor Sokolov. Tyler Clevin and Levin Marilyn in here. Six guys. Did I miss anyone? I don't think so. No, I don't think so, but I was busy. Look at that. We got all of them right up there. It's too bad Eric Engstrand couldn't get in the mix, eh? That would have been oh, nice. He's done. But you can even look below, like Lassie Thompson, Shane Pinto, Mark Kastelik, and Mads, all, all playing a lot of games this year. But, I mean, that's it's four years away now so you would hope so um but yeah with 2020 i mean this is this is unreal and you got to think roby's next maybe him and him and crooker just get them up there i don't need to see patty brown against tampa on saturday with boots on the ground i really don't yeah same i would love roby uh to be brought up and given a second line center opportunity ross maybe uh put ridley back on the wing and see what roby can do as uh it seems him as a centerman in belleville has done magic for his game. So I'd love to see that at a little bit uh, higher competition level for a couple games. How about Timmy having 100 assists already? Nobody else in his draft class. R- Lucas Raymond is second. I think he has 96 points. Yeah, and he he's had a sophomore slump, uh, Lucas Raymond, big time here. So as uh, Locked on Red Wings, I saw we're posting to tell Red Wings fans to stop demanding he's traded. It's only his second year. So uh, tough times over there in Detroit, but... Uh, no one's talking about trading Timmy. That's for damn sure, as he signed the richest contract in franchise history. How long until he's a point-per-game player? He has 171 points in 205 games, I think, by the oh, end of next season. I was going to say, Ross, newsflash, he has 84 points in 73 games this year. I don't know where you've been, but you're talking overall, yeah. Uh, that's tough to make up those uh, points there, but uh, it's not crazy that it could happen. I mean, it it, it probably will happen. Unreal. So the Ottawa Senators had seven picks in the first 71 of a draft that hasn't even been two full years ago because it was in October, right? October of 2020. Wait, wait, math guy. No, that's two years ago. Here, I'll put it this way, Ross. It's an easier way to slice it. All these guys are still on their entry-level deals. Thank you. Appreciate that. Needed it. Needed that. All right. Enjoy the game tonight, everyone. We will have the postcast. Brandon Piller at Laleem's Martian. Tonight, after the game, the Senators visiting the Carolina Hurricanes, a team where they just struggle. 
I don't even want to pull up the stat. I'm not going to what the senator's record is in Carolina, but I can tell you that the game goes at seven o'clock Eastern tonight. For more, follow us on Twitter at Send Central, Instagram locked on dot senators. Please subscribe on YouTube. Leave a five star review on Apple. We saw there are a bunch of new ones that just say Zoom five star. That's awesome. That's awesome. We absolutely love it. So keep those coming. But for today. We say goodbye. Shout out to our new sponsor, Game Time, and all of our great sponsors that roll with us from Shawarma Palace to Farm to Fork to, yes, the Glebe Central Pub and Built Bar. We would be nothing without them. We'd certainly be hungry. And I know Pilsy's crushing his athletic greens back there somewhere too. But for today, we say goodbye. For Brandon Piller, I'm Ross Levitan, and this has been the Locked On Senators Podcast, your team every day. <laughs>